And let us rejoice and be glad in it. Scott is sick. So he's not here today, and that's a good thing. We have a... Okay, work with me, work with me. We have some very special guests in our house today. We have some representatives from um, some seminaries of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And if you just stand when I call out your name, Amber uh, Remillard. She's recently married, so I'm learning her new last name, from Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley, my alma mater. Jelaine Marvel, Wartburg Lutheran Seminary. Oh, she had to fly back to Iowa. All right. Well, she had a little bit of our sunshine, kind of. Vance Black Fox, you might remember him. What year did you work at Cal Lutheran, Vance? 2001, worked with uh, Juanita. Uh, oh, yeah, very cool. He's from Lutheran School of Theology in Chicago. And then Chanel Huth from Lutheran School of Theology at Gettysburg, as well as Lutheran Theological Seminary of Philadelphia. She has two hats. We also have some guests from uh, different camps, uh, Lutheran camps in the West. Uh, we have representatives of them just stand when I call out your camp, Lutheran retreats, camps, and conferences. Looks like she's hustling people even now in the front row. Luther Heights. Luther Wood. There, right there. And Mount Cross. And if you have a love of the outdoors or a passion for working with young people, or for doing a lot of community uh, building games and for thinking about insights within to the Christian faith. You may want to go to the flagpole to stop and talk today because they're looking for um, people to work in summer camps and that is delight to be, have you here and be a part of this ministry. Then we have another special guest and I hope he's here because I have not met him. He's an alum from the class of 1994, Bishop Huggins. He's our preacher today, all right? So we're just going to keep on going forth. He may have gotten stuck in Oxnard, and if he's not here, I'll do some uh, impromptu reflections with you, uh, and maybe we'll have a little discussion about the important work of Martin Luther King Jr. So you pray for Bishop Huggins. <laughs> all right. Uh, then it's uh, great uh, to introduce two of our students uh, from the Black Student Union. Good morning. We gather today as a community of love and remembrance of a dreamer, a person of great faith and determination and a courageous witness for justice. We come to honor the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., a Baptist minister who preached, taught, and embodied the philosophy of nonviolent direct action in order to mobilize organized resistance to the segregation, systemic racism, and gnawing poverty of his day. So too, we are here to be, dis to be inspired and encouraged so we might take on the mantle of justice and peace in our time. 
the work for which he lived and died. Good morning. Although Dr. King symbolizes this nation's long and continuing journey to make real its mantra of liberty and justice for all, we all we are bold to believe that his teachings are not beyond our reach, but within our grasp. His extraordinary achievements are the clear results of faith's ordinary demands. Each of us is called to do justice, love kindness, seek peace, and build community, just as God requires. Together, let us worship God so that we might be renewed and transformed by the high callings now set before us. Let us stand and sing our opening hymn. This is Dr. Martin Luther King's, one of his favorite hymns. Um, Please be seated. Oh God, we pray, give us courage to be counted among those who work for justice. In 1963, in a challenging letter to complacent white clergy in the South, Dr. King wrote, we will have to repent in this generation, not merely for the virtue words and action of bad people, but for the appalling silence of good people. In the end, he said, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Oh God, we pray, transform our stillness into action, our fear into courage. Inspired by the nonviolent teachings of Jesus, Thoreau, and Gandhi, King taught that nonviolence is the powerful and just weapon because it cuts without wounding and ennobles the one who welds it. Nonviolence is a sword that heals. Oh God, we pray, heal this nation through the work of our hands. In 1964, in accepting the Nobel Peace Prize, he said that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. Right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. Oh God, we pray, may we always trust in the strength of your goodness. In 1967, King wrote that the wealthiest nation in the world, the solution to poverty is simply this, we must abolish it. Oh God, we pray, rearrange the priorities of peoples and nations so that all will receive in equal measure. And on the day before his death, Dr. King described his ministry succinctly, I just want to do God's will. O oh God, we pray, raise up prophets among us who will lead us in your ways. Amen. It's a delight to welcome Club Dance and the CLU Gospel Choir.
your prayers were answered. Bishop Huggins is here from the class of 1994. Welcome, Bishop. I need you to make me feel at home. And so I want you to give the Lord a hand of praise. I must say that I am hippopotamus glad and elephant happy to be here. I'm honored to have received the invitation from uh, the Black Student Union and uh, the ministry directors of, of chapel and by those who are responsible for this, this gathering today. Thank you so much uh, for this kind invitation and to Sister Mrs. Juanita Hall. Amen. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for uh, dropping my name. And uh, I'm just excited to be home again. Uh, I want to acknowledge the presence of, of my professors that uh, they're still hanging around here. Uh, doc, Dr. Everson, uh, my Old Testament uh, professor, Dr. Streeter, my academic advisor. Are you here? I don't know if he's here. On, uh, he's had some health challenges, but we're so grateful to be here, and I want to thank you again. I want to thank uh, the singers from the St. Paul Church who have come to share, and uh, if it's okay, can I have them to sing first? And um, uh, it just helps me uh, with my mentality if I hear a little more gospel singing and and we have a few singers from our church, our minister of music and our director and and uh, our minister Reverend Ross, they're going to come and share a couple of selections with you and uh, we'll share the message immediately afterward. Also I want to say while they're coming uh, how grateful I am for the marriage and for the connection that's been shared. Uh, Dr. Streeter, we're so grateful to see you. Amen. I, I am who I am because of their direction and their guidance, and thank you so much for being here. I was looking for you. Uh, Dr. Uh, Gregory Freeland, uh, Professor Freeland, who brings uh, some of the students to our church periodically to share, and we're always excited and delighted to have them fellowship with the St. Paul Church. Would you say amen and give a hand of welcome to the singers of the St. Paul Church? Encourage my soul and let us journey on for the night is dark and i am far from home thanks be to god the morning light appears the storm is passing over the storm is passing over the storm is passing over hallelujah encourage my soul and let us journey on for the night is dark 
far from home. Thanks be to God, the morning light appears. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over.
grateful, 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 gratefulness is flowing from my heart. Grateful, 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 gratefulness is flowing from my heart. Grateful, 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 gratefulness is flowing from my heart. Grateful, 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 Says servant, servant, well done. I've been through the storm and rain. I've had my share of pain, but I decided to go all the way. I want to hear him say, Put on your uniform. I'm going to rest you from hurt and harm. I'll protect you in my arms. I want to hear him say, well done, well done, well done. Well done. I want to hear him say, well done. When the battle is over. Well done. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. 
When the battle is over, I want to hear him say, well done. Well done, well done, well done. Won't it be wonderful? Won't it be wonderful? Won't it be wonderful? Well done. Won't it be wonderful? Won't it be wonderful? Won't it be wonderful? Won't it be wonderful? to acknowledge also thank you choir for blessing the house this morning let's give them another hand of appreciation thank you thank you thank you also want to acknowledge the presence of my wife of exactly one year and two days my wife Tony amen amen from the book of Galatians Chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. If you have it, say amen. If not, it's on page 810. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become strange from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly await for the hope of the righteousness by faith. For Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything, but faith working through love. I want to talk about the freedom of love. It's disheartening in this season of the political world that we live and the political landscape that we've observed over the last year to see how divided this country has become. The division of our country would have literally broken the heart of Dr. King. Would have broken his heart because his life was given, his life was framed in the context of love and unity and reconciliation and we celebrate that today. 
But as I read this text, I could not help but juxtapose the life of Dr. King and the ministry of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote this text in the context of congregational conflict. He writes this text literally with a broken heart as he sees the division that began to divide the church of Galatia. There were the Judaizers and there were the new Gentile Christians who began to frame a fellowship. Paul had preached freedom to the Gentiles and had showed them that in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, that uh, there's neither, neither male nor female, bond or Jew, but that we're all free to worship Christ and to experience the amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. But after a while, after time passed on, there were certain Judaizers and certain religious ecclesiastical bigots who began to teach that in order to be saved, in order to be a part of the body of Christ, that you had to adhere to a certain set of rules and regulations and restrictions and requirements, that you literally had to be circumcised in order to be saved, that you had to keep the law to be justified. And so Paul speaks primarily to the Galatians to challenge them to stand fast in the freedom wherewith Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't allow yourself to become entangled with uh, the tyranny of legalism, but know that uh, the amazing grace of God has to some degree an affirmative action clause attached to it. Everyone is available and is eligible to engage in the circle of God's amazing grace. In this text, he challenges them because they had become intimidated by the powers that be because the religious uh, 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 founders of, the, of Judaism had to some degree wanted to bring uh, the, the strict rules of, of uh, religiosity to the Galatian church and to some degree their confusion brought them to a place where their love became lulled in somebody's legalism. I mean, Christ became transfixed into somebody's creed. Salvation became stymied in somebody's system. Their joy became jumbled up in somebody's judgment and their blessings got beaten in somebody's bureaucracy. And so Paul challenges them and says, if you want to be free, if you want to understand what Christ and Christianity is all about, you must understand that the law of love is the law that will keep you. Laws are designed to control. And he says to some degree, and he says in the sixth chapter of the book of Galatians, Galatians, if you want to be controlled by law, be controlled by the law of love. It is the law of love entangled in the law of reaping and sowing that will control you. 
Paul says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. It is not just a matter of someone reaping uh, uh, the, 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 the tenets of retribution for some wrong done, but if you sow love, love is going to come back to you. And this is what prompted and propelled Martin Luther King to a place of greatness because he understood that if you sow love to those who hate you, if you continue to sow love to those who oppress you, if you continue to sow love to those who denigrate you and try to bring you to a place of submission, the love that you show will cause even those who are the ultimate bigoted haters will fall under the suppression of the love that God can control you through. And so he, 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 in this particular text, he challenges them in light of the negativity around you, in spite of those who oppress you with trying to pull you back into the bondage of legalism. Stand fast in the freedom wherewith Christ has made you free. You are free to love as you understand who Christ really is. You are free to love when you know the substance of your freedom. The substance of your freedom is that which love generates. Love, as he talks about in the sixth chapter of the book of Galatians, love allows you to free even your oppressors from their uh, bondage to hatred. He says in Chapter 1, he says, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. He says, if you're going to be free by love, know that what God ordains and constrains all of us to do is to operate in a spirit that you would allow God to control you from. He says to them, he says, even when you understand who God is, and if you're not careful, the spirit of hatred can consume you because many times the oppressed, if they are not careful, when they get in power, can become even worse than their oppressors. So if you live by the law of love, you can treat those who mistreat you in a way that challenges them to become people of reconciliation. So the substance of freedom is love. But notice, and I'm almost done, he says, the source of your freedom is the love of Christ. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. He is not only the substance of our freedom, he is also the source of our freedom. He infuses and he deposits love into the hearts of those who know who he is and who is willing to not allow the external and the peripheral pressures of society to, to control them and allow the power of God to color 
every decision in life. And so as I adjourn for this morning, I want you to leave here knowing that love equals freedom and freedom equals love. Everything, as you watch television, as you read, as you study, as you begin to be uh, become a people who can frame your own sense of identity, politically, spiritually, or whatever. There is a spirit of love that should become the driving force in everything that you do or everything that you think. This day is not just another day to celebrate a great man. It is a day that we should become introspective and know that this is a day that can shape our character not only as a people but as a nation. And God will allow everything, no matter what your field of endeavor might be, no matter what your academic concentration may be, let it be colored and filtered by love. Art without love is confusion. Music without love is noise. Money without love is slavery. Intelligence without love is arrogance. Competence without love is meanness. Talent without love is poison. Capitalism without love is destruction. Communism without love is regimentation. Conservatism without love is indifference. Liberalism without love is con condensation. Worship without love is pretense. And preaching without love is vacuous. Praying without love is selfish. Work without love is drudgery. Activism without love is frenzy. Faith without love is fanaticism. Retreat without love is cowardness. Power without love is oppression. Reason without love is fear. Truth without love is a lie. Freedom without love is chaos. The Bible without love is incomprehensible. And God without love is impossible. Be free, my brothers and sisters, and God will allow you to stand fast in the liberty wherewith love and Christ can make you free. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the spirit of love that has the power to overcome the tyranny of many of the regiments that keep us bound to our hatred and oppressive acts of violence. I pray that we will leave this place with a new commitment to live in a spirit of freedom that can only be made possible by standing in the spirit of love and the joy that becomes the strength of every Christian. We give you praise for this moment and we leave here with an attitude of introspection as we seek to become